The Gemara in Masechta Nazir Tav Chof Gimel Mebeis teaches us Amar of Nachman by Yitzchak Kedoy Laveira Lishma and Aveira that's done Lishma is more significant me mitzvah from a mitzvah that's done Shaloy Lishma. Ask the Gemara, how could we suggest that an Aveira Lishma is to be considered significant, and even more significant than a mitzvah shaloy l'shma, aren't we supposed to pr- fulfill mitzvah shaloy l'shma? From Rav Yudam and Rav, lo'elam yasek odem b'tarav mitzvahs, afil shaloy l'shma, a person should perform mitzvahs even shaloy l'shma, shemitach shaloy l'shma, ba'al l'shma, from fulfilling them shaloy l'shma, He'll come to do it lishma. So, how are we denigrating? Asked the Gemara. A mitzvah shloy lishma. Ela ema. What the mar means to say is kmitzah shloy lishma. So, what the Gemara is teaching us is that there are two situations that are equal. They're not great, but they're to be considered. Something to con- something v- worthwhile. One is an avera shalishma, and one is a mitzvah shalishma. So the mafarshim explain, and the gemara gives examples of. People who did Averis Lishma. One example the Gemara gives is Tamar, who had relations with a father in law Yehuda, yet was rewarded with great descendants. David Amelech, Yeshai Hanavi, since her intentions were righteous, as she wanted to have children from Yehuda. Another example the Gemara gives. Of an Avera Lishma is Yael, who had relations with Sisroi, the general of the enemy, to weaken him so that she could kill him and ultimately save her people. The Nefshachayim, however, says that even though our Gemara says, we can't just use and apply that concept under all circumstances. He says it was only applicable in the earlier generations before Matan Torah. Because even though we know that even before Kabbalah's Torah, the others observed the laws of the Torah, it was permissible for them to deviate from the law when they saw a valid reason, when there were benefits to be gained since the Torah wasn't given yet anyway. However, says Reb Chaim Velazhin, that after the Torah was given to Klai Yisrael, and we are obligated to follow its rules under all circumstances, no matter what one's intentions are, he has no right ever to violate words of the Torah. I, the story of Yael and Sisroi that we just mentioned, happened 
after Matan Torah, explains the Nefesh Chaim that what Yael did was not considered a violation of the halacha of the Torah because he explains the mitzvah of saving all of Klai Yisrael takes precedence over the Avera of Znus. That's the Nefesh Chaim's explanation. Others explain a different a different way of understanding it. They explain that there's a much more fundamental question that needs to be answered. And that is, we know the halacha is that Znus is one of the Averis that the halacha is Yehorig Valyavar. The one has to let himself be killed. So how come, how could Yael, and actually the same question is on Esther, how could have Yael had relations with Sisroi? How could have Esther had relations with Achashverosh? Isn't there a halacha of Yaharag Val Yavar? So the answer Toysus gives is that since the woman is Karka Oilam, she doesn't participate actively in the sin. That's not considered a Maisa Aver for which there's a din of Yaharag Val Yavar. So the same answer Toysus is giving why Esther. Yael weren't obligated to sacrifice the life, that same answer could be given, the same answer could be given for why they were allowed to do the Avera if it was an Avera Lishma. However, as the Nefesh Chaim says, under other circumstances, one may not do an Avera even with the best of intention. The Chach Meshloima, however, seems to take a different approach. He says, we know that the Torah says, Medvar Sheker one may not say a lie. Says the Chach Meshloima, that one is allowed to lie and say he's not fasting if his intent is that people shouldn't assume that he is uh, trying, you know, he's, he's trying to cover up that people shouldn't know he's fast fasting. So from here we see that under all, that even after Kabbalah's Torah, it's mutter. It could be, I saw that the Sefer Paris Taina explains that it's not Africa that they're disagreeing because it's not considered a lie, perhaps, when your intention is to avoid gaiva. And therefore, since that's your intention, it's not considered a lie. And that's why it could be the Chach is being made. So Agamar says, so the Mepharshim asked, what is the wording of the Gemara of L'Oilam? L'Oilam means that a person should do that under all circumstances. So the Divrei David has a very nice pshat. The Divrei David says, of course a person is not supposed to always learn L'Oilam. We're learning in our Gemara 
that that's something we should avoid. Rather, what the Gemara means to say, says the Divrei David, is that even if a person is learning Shaloi Lishma, even if a person is learning Shaloi Lishma, is learning Lishma, his attitude to his learning should be that he should consider his learning as if he's learning Shaloi Lishma. He maybe is indeed learning Lishma, but he should view his learning as if it's Shaloi Lishma. The Chidot says that the Gemara Masech the Baba Basra, Deftez Zayin Amar Aleph, says, Barasi Yetzirah, Barasi Torah Tavlin. That the Torah is the antidote against the Yetzirah. And therefore the Yetzirah is very anxious that people should not learn Torah. So therefore, says the Chidot, Chazal told us, Learn, learn even Shaloi Lishma, because otherwise, the, because otherwise you really need to be concerned with the Yetzirah. The Nefesh Achayim has somewhat of a different approach. His approach is that it's essentially impossible for a person, as he begins to learn, to learn Lishma. What happens is, if a person begins to learn Shaloi Lishma, that will bring him to Madrega that he can learn Lishma. He, he says, just like if somebody's going up a ladder, he can't get up the ladder, he has to go step by step. So too, when it comes to learning, you have to start with Shaloi Lishma, and ultimately you and ultimately you'll read, you'll reach the level of Lishma. The Egli Tal has a different approach. His approach is that Talmatira is different than all other mitzvahs. It's, it's worth it's worthwhile to look in to the Hagdama of the Egli Tal. Parenthetically, the Egli Tal in his Hagdama to his Sefer, says that from when he was 10 months old, incredible words, from when he was 10 months old, he was already learning Torah. And he says that Torah is different than all other mitzvahs. By all other mitzvahs, we know mitzvahs, lehenes nitnu. So he says, if somebody is learning and he's enjoying what he learns, so maybe that's not considered real learning because he's enjoying his learning. So the Eglatal says that is a mistake. He says, on the contrary, the main type of learning that's supposed to take place is learning that you enjoy. And I'll read the words of the Aglitao because they're very powerful. For Adi Rebbe, ki zehi ika mitzvah limna Torah. The mitzvah of limna Torah is fulfilled. Liyosos besameach umesaneig belimudai. A person should enjoy his learning. The oz divrei Torah nivloim bedamai, and then the divrei Torah get absorbed in his bloodstream. 
Me'acha continues the Egletal. Shenana bedivrei Torah. Someone who enjoys learning Torah. Hunasa dovik le Torah. He becomes connected to the Torah. And he goes on to say, if somebody enjoys what he learns, that is called lima l'shma. mitzvah. He says somebody is learning because he knows it's a mitzvah to learn. And he enjoys his learning. That's called lima l'shma. The mitzvah. That is the highest level. The highest level is, of course, to learn Torah l'shma, but not, but to enjoy your learning. It's interesting, however, as we continue looking in that Hagdamah of the Eglay Tal, he says that the Rambam in Hilchus Tamat Torah, Perik Hey Halacha Hey, says Sheadam Yasid the Torah Ashloy l'shma. But he says, in our Gemara, it seems, and the Gemara is quoted many times in Shas, So it seems that both Torah and Mitzvahs should be fulfilled. But if we look in the Rambam, the Rambam says this only regarding Torah. The Rambam indeed quotes the Alocha, that a person should learn Torah Shloy Lishma, Shmitar Shloy Lishma, Bolishma. But the halacha of mitzvahs, the Rambam doesn't quote. And he asks, why doesn't the Rambam quote the halacha by mitzvahs, where the Gemara always says this din, not only by Torah, but the Gemara says it by mitzvahs as well. So he says that the Rambam is going according to his shita. He says the Rambam's opinion is that mitzvahs tzrich is kavana. That a person has to have kavana when he fulfills a mitzvah. Torah, on the other hand, as the Egletal said, is different. Because Torah, just enjoying the learning, that's enough to be considered a mitzvah. So now he says, very gishmak. By all other mitzvahs, even if I, if I just enjoy doing the mitzvah, but I'm not doing the mitzvah, l'shem mitzvah, so if I hold mitzvah tzrichas kavana, I have not fulfilled the mitzvah. Whereas by Torah, says the Eglay Tal, just the enjoyment alone is a mitzvah. And that's why the Rambam by Torah says, the Rambam says the Allah is, you should learn Shaloi L'Shma, Shemitach Shaloi L'Shma, Baal L'Shma. But the Rambam doesn't say this halacha by mitzvahs. And this halacha is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Reish Mem Vav, Yerodeya Sif Chof says the Shulchan Aruch, A person shall learn even But it's interesting to point out that there's a Ramah. The Ramah is in Yerodeya Simen Reish Mem Tes Sif Yud Gimel. We as we just said, unlike the Rambam, say that by all, not just by Torah, but by all mitzvahs, the Allah is a person shall learn Shaloi Lishma, Shemitah Shaloi Lishma, Baal Lishma. 
says the Ramah, however, a person, when he's giving tztaka, and let's say he's giving it without the proper intention, he's giving it for honor, says the Ramah, that isn't appropriate. A person should not boast with the tztaka that he gives. And if he does do so, not only will he not get schar, he will be punished for it. However, it continues the remark. Somebody who gives something for current. He could put his name on a plaque that he donated something for Tzedakah. And here the remark says, So what is the remark teaching us? The remark is teaching us that on one hand, somebody should not give tzedakah for the purpose of boasting. But on the other hand, says the Ramad, that even though you shouldn't give tzedakah for the purpose of boasting, says the Ramad, still, if you gave tzedakah, you're allowed to have it publicized that you gave tzedakah. And not only are you allowed to, the Ramad says, for Roy Lassus came. So the task says, why? Why is it appropriate? He says, because if I announce, for there are halachas, that if somebody donated for a certain purpose, it can't be changed for a different purpose. So if people won't know that I donated this, and what my purpose in donating it was, it may be changed for a different purpose, which may not be done. The way to to avoid that from happening, says the Ramah, is by, says the Taz, is by letting everybody know that this is what I donated, and this is why I donated. That's the Ramah's approach. The Taz's approach. Others say that the reason is that people should learn from him. That just like this person gave stock up, other people will learn to give stock up. However, the Pesach Tshuva says, quotes Ashayas Tshuva's Amuna Shmuel, who says that even though a person is allowed to have his name put on plaque for what he donated, that is only where he himself did something or he himself donated something. But let's say somebody's administrator or a gabai of a shul and he oversaw a project but he didn't actually do anything. He didn't donate money or do anything. That isn't um, a reason to be able to have his name put on the stalker. Furthermore, the Gilliam Ashar says another interesting halacha. If somebody donated something without asking, the shul needed the way he speaks, it quotes the Shiloh from the Munashmu, is apparently the shul needed a new menorah. The shul needed new doors. So what they really wanted to do is get everybody to participate in donating. And one person came along and said, you know what, I'll donate the doors. I'll donate the menorah. And then afterwards he says, now I want my name put on it. So he says that they, the 
he, they could refuse. Because they could say, we really wanted to do the mitzvah altogether. You didn't want to do it that way. You, we thought that you're coming and saying, instead of asking everybody in the community to participate, you'll take care of it. But we would have realized that your goal was that you want the whole credit for the mitzvah. We would never have, we would have never agreed to that. They, they could refuse him, they could refuse him from putting that on. The Nekudas HaKesef says that the reason we could put a plaque is because we find that just like the Torah when mentions someone who did a mitzvah, we should follow the same way and mention someone who does a mitzvah. So now, just to review, we have here Machloikis, Taz and Shach. We have three reasons why it's permitted to put up the put a plaque up to somebody who did a mitzvah. One reason is that people should learn from him. Another reason is that the money should not be diverted to another purpose. Another reason is Mufasim and Mitzvah. And it could be that the shilas that we discussed would be the Nafkamina. If the vart is to other people shall learn, or mufasim and oisa mitzvah. So even if I didn't participate by giving money, but the fact that I gave, the fact that I gave from my time, so mufasim and oisa mitzvah, we want other people to learn. If the reason is like the taz, that people should not divert it, then, then, the re, then there's no concern of diversion, because I didn't really give anything. Same question is if I didn't say at the beginning I want a plaque, and then I changed my mind. If the vart is mafasim and isomitzvah, or people should learn from my actions, so it doesn't make a difference. If, however, the vart is that it shouldn't be diverted, here he should have said up front that this is his goal, otherwise the halakha is that they should not put up the plaque, as the Munishmul says.